Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Exactly. Knocked them all right then and there. Triple A. Credits are right. Hang up the phone and let your heart break. It's kind of yeah. like how we see, like, European kickball on the other side and how all the leagues work. And we yeah, have we're no talking idea sports here, not, not third world hobbies. I'll get down in, my, in a sexual way if he wins That'd the Super That'd be the only Bowl. sex you'd be having. So. <laughs> uh, we're going out tonight, you know, yes. and I was bait. Yes. 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 <laughs> Can't fucking wait. I no longer, I can't stick up for him anymore. I don't like him. I think he's a complete fucking asshole. You could fire one off to a chick in a bikini out of a Sears magazine. And welcome back. Another episode of the Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric Strzok, here with Brandon Strzok. He's back. He's literally in the flesh. It's and funny because I actually have to wait for you to keep talking because I, I, ever since that one time we had, hey, welcome back, hey, welcome back, hey, welcome back, welcome <laughs> back, welcome back, the the 14 different messages we had to begin with. So now I wait for you to start talking to see if it's real time or if it's just that other recording. But hey, welcome <laughs> back, everybody. No, I've got it all figured out now. I'm a professional. If you see yesterday. <laughs> I've been, I've been yeah. hearing that for all of five years or more. And yesterday it, I took my professional status into a new show where, we, where we're interviewing people now and we're even going to our 12,000 Facebook followers. And I'm a professional, Brandon. Now. I did see that. I thought the show yesterday looked really good, sounded really good. So I'll give you that. You had a, an excellent trial run. As far as being a professional, I, I don't know if, you, if you've got that notch right now. Uh, <laughs> That's you still, still might be TV. hovering. It, it's it's all over the place. Like if you're looking at it, if, if this is like the straight line, sometimes you're way up here, sometimes <laughs> right. you're way down here, sometimes you just don't even exist. So <laughs> I good, I don't know. That's it's, a good point. That's I think that's a pretty perfect way to describe the whole scenario. That's the only way that I, I visualize it in my mind. I'm like <laughs> it's just kind of all over the place. Sometimes like holy shit, dude knows what's up. Other times I'm like you have got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Come on. Yeah, that sounds. That's, and then it all, and then right. it averages out to a lot of averages is is somewhere in the middle there. Right. You're, you're you're within that sustainable area. I'll take whatever I can get. Darren makes it easy because he's just he's so good. He just he'll he's take good. your questions and run with them and go into all the knowledge that he has. He doesn't like he doesn't make you pry the information out of him, which makes it no. So much it's easier like it's ready to ooze. You just questions. you just got to ask the right question and then it just comes flying out like you just yeah. No, that's on really good. He 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 was on point yesterday. That was that was a really good interview. I I love the Gopher talk. I I want to know what happened to the Omersa stuff. I mean, I know I should I should have I uh, I should have at least reached back out to him yesterday and s- see if I could get some uh, information in the background, kind of at least know what's going on. But he sounded like he was willing to spill the beans. If I would have asked him, it was just that. We like we didn't have time because I wanted to make sure that we got to the replacement candidates for head coach, and uh, and so we just didn't even get a chance to really dive into his Omersa. He just pretty much drops a little bomb like, oh by the way, Omersa wasn't out because of COVID. It's 
completely like he straight up says it's a bullshit reason like that's it's not a bullshit it. reason it's they like, swept whoa. it under the rug or they yeah. they they're able to kind of put a lid on it but yeah there's definitely a lot more that went to it and i think he may have mentioned something along the lines of you know it might be a conversation or topic for another day because it's probably a relatively in-depth or you know something you you got to tiptoe around because you don't want to upset people or anything like that so i could see it but yeah i'd, I'd like to know it's it's just it adds to the additional I, it's continuing more so everyday drama around Richard Pitino where it's just how the hell did he get a leash for the last 15 years as one of the worst coaches in go for basketball history? Well, we talked about that a little bit yesterday too. It's like, he's, he just, every single time you think, cause I've written fire Richard well, Pitino articles like three, yeah, but you've four also years sucked in his a row. Dick 17 but, times too. But, but that's the, my, that's, that's my point. You know it's bad that, because you're the last supporting Richard Pitino. Guy. You're the first and only supporting Richard Pitino <laughs> guy for the last five years. My first blog ever and, was a Richard Pitino blog. Yeah, exactly. Suck his dick and I can't wait to do it a second time <laughs> or something like that or whatever it was, but. But you've been Something you're the like last that. remaining fan on the Richard Patino bandwagon. You've been saying, jump on, come on, jump on, jump on. God, my arms look really good when I do that. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, you're you're the jump on, jump on, jump on. And now that you finally you dove off head first with absolutely zero regard for your body. You're like broken neck, <laughs> broken arms, broken wrists. I don't care if I'm jiving out of this this plane at 20,000 feet of altitude going 800 miles per hour. I don't care. I'm off this board because if you if you ride that Rich Patino bandwagon, you're going to ride it right into the dumps. You're done. It's over. Well, again, I was riding high with Richard Patino earlier this year, and that's what brought me to such a fast decline is because it would if you would have asked me after that ridiculous run of the first eight games where we started four and four against all top twenty five teams, if you remember you, I believe it's our last podcast and I said the bottom's gonna fall out and it's over it's all done with. I'm if off that's true, Edelman. then you were then you were right. But if if you we did we told, went we won one more game and I was like I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm confused. And then then they lost everything from there. So I was right. I usually am. I always am. But if if you would have told me when they were four and four in the Big Ten and they were done with their most difficult games. That they were gonna go and completely fall off the ledge against the not the big there really aren't any terrible Big Ten teams but you pl- you play the best ones and you hold your ground you even beat teams that are gonna end up number one seeds in this tournament and then you're you can't beat the Nebraskas of the world like I d- I just would not have seen the bottom and that's why I f- I jumped off the bandwagon so quick is because to to miss the NCAA tournament this year out of all years was unacceptable because you had you were there. It was within your grasps. All you had to do was beat teams that you should be able to beat after holding your own against some of the best in the NCAA. And that, but you can't, and that goes on. I've wanted to, I've wanted to write a blog about this and look into it more too. I would love to know because shooting by far is the biggest problem and has been the biggest Richard Pitino problem since he took over this team. Yep, and then he took the one good shooter we had in Blake Hoffarber and put the ball in his hands at point so he couldn't shoot. Makes well, sense. Not, good not, but that's that's part of my question, right? So he, the only guy who's come in and consistently hit threes under Richard Pitino is Akeem Springs, and he was a graduate yeah. transfer who was only here for one year. Since yep. then, all of his shooters that he's gotten have progressively gotten worse since they've been in the program. Every and, player's progressively gotten and worse. I would, like, I would love to know... 
what was I don't the three point shooting? What was the three point shooting percentage when we first got here compared to where it is right now? Ha, like, at what point do you go? Oh yeah, I am the problem. We are not shooting the ball very well because I am doing something wrong. Go but and find a all, shooting coach. Go and we find all know this he coach, is the problem. Coach, whatever. Point. You're the it, well, you're 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 off that bandwagon, but you were the last person I think that would would make excuses for him. But we all know he's a problem. In in reality. Every single player that's come in here has has actually regressed under his tutelage. Even if you want to talk about the Kalshur, Omersa, um, God, why am I? Why is the most important name of that class uh, Oturo? Well, you want to talk about those? You know his his biggest recruits, the biggest recruits he's ever had. They all underachieved. Oturo was supposed to be a lottery pick. He barely got drafted. Coffee was supposed to be an absolute stud. Didn't get drafted. Everybody that he has brought in has regressed and has underperformed significantly. I'll push back on over. you. I'll push back on you with Oturu because Oturu came in as like a, I think he was a top fifty player in in the NCAA or in the in his uh, in his recruiting class. Yep. But he was never seen as a guy who was going to go like one and done. And the the steps that he took his sophomore year were they not were expected and they like launched him into the draft and he, he yeah, didn't but his freshman year was so bad that c- compared well, to what it his wasn't expect- really, it wasn't really bad. His, he was what just, his expectations were. Well, think about he, he, he was also dealing with Murphy who was coming off of like the greatest rebounding junior season in the history of Gopher basketball. So I don't care, but I'm just saying like, I'm I not, see freshmen I'm, perform all over the country all I'm the time. Not, I'm not Again, disagreeing with give you. Give me one player that Patino has raised their plate so significantly you're like, oh, my God, this guy's a good coach. It hasn't happened. There hasn't been one player I'm like, God, Patino is really the credit to this. Like, if it wasn't for Patino, we wouldn't have this guy. If it wasn't for Patino, we wouldn't have this. Like, uh, there is well, nothing that he has done in the last 27 the years problem. of being a okay, coach. Okay, so I want to stop you. This is the problem. This is why you think that I love Richard Patino so much. Because I always want to just – Bring back a little bit of reality when you and I are having conversations. If you were to take, I love Ricky, Rich, little Richard, little Ricky Patino, then I would probably bring in things to like fight. But you are so, you just want to dig his face into the ground. I've wanted for five years because it's been the same story. I can't, what are we going to do? Sit here and hold hands and talk about how much we hate Richard Patino together? I have to come back. Why not? I have to come back and like push back a little bit. You don't have to fight with me though. That's the thing. We can both be right on this (laughs) subject because right now I'm right and you're wrong. So if you want to continue standing on that hill, you can be just like the dumb corrupts right now and stand (laughs) on that hill and be know that you're wrong know that you're wrong but still just gonna stand on the hill because this is where i dug my my flag pulling this is where i'm sitting this is what i believe in this is what i'm doing i can't be wrong i'm not gonna backtrack no fucking way not happening uh 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 uh, no 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 what i'm saying (laughs) is that there are like you're you're wrong on the oturu part like that is where the one thing that pushed you're right on a lot of them. That's but the, the other thing, thing that Marcus that, okay. Carr before this year would have pushed back on that too. He had to transfer from Pitt. He came and learned under Patino for a full year before he could even play. And then he came in in his first year back and completely played way better than we thought and went Another in as a Kusi award. 27 nominee. years of experience. But, but he's, but, but, but guy, hold, on though, hold on though, hold on though, hold on though, hold on, hold on. But years with Minnesota, but, 14 but, a year. He's had an opportunity for 378 players to do something, and not one has done anything. But I will, but I will say this though: to to come back at that, like Marcus Carr 
looked like he was going on a on an upper trajectory under Patino. But halfway and, through and this year, his trajectory earth. is now falling hard back to earth. And I would be sounds, surprised sounds like if he's a second-round draft pick at this point. No, sounds like coaching to me, don't you? Yes, I agree. How about, you? How about the fact that you can't get your players to play on the road? Well, you can't get them to play at home anymore either, but... The fact that you can't get your players to play on the road, that's coaching. If you can't get your players prepared outside of your normal routine and outside of your, your normal gym and practice facilities, that's also coaching. That's 100% coaching. Well, yeah. and Patino should have been fired three years ago, four years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. If there's if he's not fired this year, like the fact that he's even in that building right now is actually despicable. Well, it sounds like well, that, that was a great segue for actually talking about what we wanted to talk about right away but um yes Richard Patino sounds like he doesn't even believe that he should be the coach or not that he believes he shouldn't be the coach but that he won't be the coach well of course you won't and be. I think that he's aware too that if it was a normal more of a normal season um that he probably would have been gone before the season is even over oh without but, a question should have been yeah. um Marcus Fuller wrote in Looked like he wrote it 11 o'clock last night. I was sleeping by, like, puck drop of the wild game last night. Um, but so in this morning's paper, Rich Pitino's postgame comments to the Gophers on Saturday at Nebraska have left some members of the team believing he is likely down to his final games as their coach. Sources close to the program told the Star Tribune. Patino, according to sources, it was an emotional scene inside the locker room following Saturday's loss at Pinnacle Bank. I know, I heard all the players are just fucking hooting, hollering, (laughs) screaming, celebrating, fucking kegs are being tapped, wine bottles were being poured all over the place, champagne just fucking popping courts left and right. Like, I heard it was exciting as fuck. Wow, wow. Well, they want to win. Nobody wants to be Uh, a loser. That's true. I can't blame them for that. If the Northwestern defeat at home, at home two nights earlier had left Patino searching for words, the Gophers coach went a different direction in Lincoln, delivering. Oh, he's still calling him the Gophers coach. God, that's deli- embarrassing. Anyway, delivering a message that left the team convinced he will be let go at season's end. I bet there were fifteen fucking hard-ons in that room the second he said that. <laughs> they all saw their futures expand. Like, oh my god, I got a chance again. You think so? I gotta ask you. You've played. You've played. And I have too. Under coaches that you like and coaches that you dislike, if makes all the difference. In it the does. World. It does. And it makes you wonder, like, what are these players thinking? Because if you have a coach that you like and things aren't going well, and you lose, and he were to get fired, you're gonna feel guilty. You're gonna feel like that's this is on me. This is partly my fault. If if we would have played better, now like I got this coach fired. Granted, these are like twenty year old kids who, like that probably doesn't even last in their head that long. But you might feel that way. Whereas if it's a coach that you don't like, do you feel bad at all? Or are you more like, I'm so ready to move on and get on with my life? I think it really comes down to the individual and just really your your self awareness and you know. Deep down, knowing what you did, what you could have done, if the team bought in, um, you know, trying to trying to remove the emotions out of it because you can like someone, but they, it doesn't mean they're good at what they do. Like you can really like your boss; and they can be awful right. at their job, or like one of your coworkers or peers, but they can be awful at what they do. You can like an athlete, and they can not be very good. You can like a coach like Rick, Richard Pitino; that's really, really, really bad. Right. So you have to eliminate the emotions out of it. So I think it's just going to come down to you know they're kids, and that's the thing. It's you know, some are going to feel attached because he recruited them. You know, well, no, he didn't. They walked on campus and he gave him a piece of paper because he doesn't recruit. Anyway, right. sorry about yeah, that. 
I didn't mean I, I didn't mean to lie to our no, audience. That's fine. That's a blog that's coming out later today. Uh, yeah, Richard Patino doesn't recruit. Well, my, the blog the blog title for anybody who's on here, we have oh, we have six viewers I think right now on Twitter is going to be is Richard Patino a lazy recruiter? Because because no. no, he's not. Because uh, because Darren and I went into went into that yesterday, and he stopped short of calling him a, a, a lazy recruiter. But I don't I don't think he's a lazy. You recruiter. don't think he recruits at all? Correct. <laughs> I know you way too well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just again, it comes down to these. You just. You only have to put in that extra effort for the kids at home. And it's not even that you have to put in extra effort for 50 kids. You have to go and find the six kids. There are eight kids in every class. I don't know if you read, if you read the Rich Patino article I wrote the other day. There are a, a I don't, I don't waste there my time are on that. Gar- well, I don't think your 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 article is not right. garbage. Rich Patino's garbage, so I wouldn't waste there, my time on that. I'm a busy there's man. There's approximately 8 Minnesota recruits that come through the every, the, every year. year and it's eight. It's like seven, eight, and they're eight, high six. three stars, yep. four stars, and a couple five stars. And, and even if you don't get that one or two, you don't get the Matthew Hurd or the, the Tyus or Trey Joneses of the world. You've got everybody else. And every one of those guys are better than everybody that we have in our team right now. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like you don't have to get the tier one guys, maybe grab one, pluck one that really likes you every once in a while and has a home connection and wants to really stay home be there for that opportunity if it presents itself, obviously, but make sure that you get the second tier kids or at least one or two of them every single year. And as long as you do that, your recruiting classes will consistently be better than they have been in girl for history for pretty much ever. Like it's really not yep. that difficult. You don't need to go and like go and be in every middle school basketball gym in Minnesota where you hear there might be a good kid. No, I wouldn't mind if he was, I, well, I wouldn't either, but he doesn't need, he didn't even every have other, to do that here though. That's the thing. That's what's so he, frustrating. He didn't even have to work that hard. He just had to do, do the bare fucking minimum. Say, hey, my name's Richard Patino. I would like you to play here in, in Minnesota with us. Um, we have a college. It's three miles away. I don't have time to come to your house. <laughs> And I don't have time to come to your games, but my my assistant, Ron, he told me that you're a good player, so I wanted to. That's all you got to do. He wouldn't even do that. Well, and I'd re- I'd really like for him to go to a couple games. That's like that's the extra effort, but only for those like three or four kids. Like out of those eight guys, you're gonna have one or two every single year who have zero interest. You're gonna talk to them the first time. They're saying, "I'm getting the fuck out of Minnesota." You say, "Sweet, all right, I don't even need to deal with you anymore." But exactly. and then you're and then you're going to have kids where you fall behind and you realize it for a different variety of reasons. That's going to leave you with like just a little three little eggs in your little nest. And all you need to do is just just sit on these eggs and make sure that you're there for them every time that they need you. Make sure that you go and you visit them at their games and you sit on them and you talk to them and you love them. And then when they commit and they hatch, they want to fly with you. That's it. That's yep. all you have to do. Three guys every single year, but Richard couldn't put in that much time, and that is why in he is 30, where he is. In thirty years, God, I can't wait for him years. to be gone. Thirty. Well, that I think that's how long he's been yeah. here. It's about. It sounds about yeah, right. That's about right. He eight. Should, I mean, eight is every, too long. But he's been on the hot better. seat every year, and every year it's the well, he's got this, or there's this, or he's got this. Like everybody keeps giving him fucking and he got reasons the pandemic to, to get him another year because of the, then he had the pandemic to get another year. It's like. Yep. Okay, you can't rest on your father's laurels anymore. Like you've got to be your own coach. You're not a good coach. You're not even remotely. You're not even an average coach. When you're twenty and three hundred in the Big Ten, that's not very good. I I understand that the Big Ten's a good conference, but when your winning percentage is astronomically awful, like 
I haven't compared it, and this is I'm just you know obviously I know it's not that bad. It's what forty and eighty or forty and ninety or something along those yeah, lines. But if you compare that to the rest of the Big Ten, we've got to be in the bottom third, correct? Well, and probably. I mean, we're definitely not Have in the to top be. half. <laughs> no, it's what I'm saying. So it's like, how does a guy like that keep a job this long? I think again because of circumstances because. He's like, so I, so maybe I'm like Richard Pitino. I took a, a brain test one time, you know, where they give you these little tests or whatever. And you just answer. And one thing that they noticed about me is that every time I was about to lose, cause this, the test was, they would ask you questions. And if you got a bunch of them, right, then they would lead to different questions. If you got them wrong, then they would lead to different questions. And the more you got wrong, then once you got like five wrong in a row or however many, then it would quit. Then the, the test was done. But it was like every single time I got to that threshold of if I missed the next one, it was over. I would get one right. I would get one right. Well, yeah, but that's, that's human right. nature because all of a sudden you, you reach deep but down that's, and you try to kind of get But that is what P- Richard Pitino has done over and over again. I've been writing blogs about but he never got, for But he never years. got anything right. Yes, he that's did. That's the problem. What yes, he, he did. He what, had the what, one, what did he get he had, right? He had the one year. Uh, there was, um, what was it, 2018. What class? was the last year that we went to the dance? It was 2018. 2017. 2018, right? 2017. 17. 18. Oh, maybe we went 18. 17, we had a good team. 18, we got a gift to get in there. We got blown out like but we that, always but do. But that was, so it was 2018. So he's been here for 35 years. He's still hasn't won an NCAA game, correct? It, it was, it was, yeah, he won one. He won, he oh, won, he I, beat, he beat uh, his dad. He beat, didn't he beat Louisville right after, uh, right after Tino got it. fired, I think. I doubt it. <laughs> but anyways, it was 20, it was 2018 and he had just lost games. He should never lose. And I wrote a blog with about three games remaining saying he so should was be that fired. 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 or 21. Cause he loses games. He shouldn't lose nonstop. He very rarely and wins then, games. But then, year. but then last year he was about to get fired again. And then coronavirus comes in right as he had just won like three games in a row to kind oh, of I, I, get the momentum building again. And then coronavirus hits. I understand it's, it's where you're going, but none of this is time. a reason in which he should stick around. These are all mistakes. So why do we keep repeating the same mistake over and over and over? That's pretty much the definition of insanity. Well, because to this day, I don't think I don't think Mark Coyle has a replacement. When he fired Jerry Kill, when he fired uh, uh, Clay's, he was laser focused on PJ Fleck. He wanted PJ Fleck. He knew who he wanted. He knew who was going to be able to come in here and get us to the next level. It was over with. That's why Trey Clay's. I mean, this team could coach itself better than Patino. We had to go nine. We had to go. We went nine and six. The full football team the year before they fired Clay's, but he still made the move because he had PJ. I don't think he has that guy right now, and that makes him nervous. And he likes Patino as a person. That's what I think it comes that's down to. That there, finally you got to. Then that's what I say. That's why they keep making mistake over and over and over and. Again, you got to eliminate emotion out of it because you can like a person, you can respect a person, you can care for them personally and all of that. It doesn't make them good at whatever the job is that you hired them Correct. for. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I don't want to talk about this loser anymore. All right, you want to talk about the draft or do you want to talk about more loser basketball? The Wild won last night, but like I said, I was falling. No, they lost. Oh, OT, yeah, they, they lost an OT, but they did get a point. I got a point because I went to OT. But um, I I fell asleep like at puck drop. I just couldn't keep my eyes open any longer. So you'll have that. But um, yeah, that, that's me. I fall oh, asleep. Oh, let's about talk. It. We haven't. I've had... got a really good relationship with my sleep. I was just I was gonna imagine. Let me let me throw this in there. Like everybody always talks about sleep, and they they can't they can't wake up, and they got seventy five snoozes, or they can't fall asleep at night. I was thinking about this the other day at the gym. I've got the greatest relationship with my body ever. I don't set an alarm at in the morning. I don't have a bedtime at night. 
my and I don't have kids. I don't have all these externalities, so I'm in control of all of my you know my surroundings. But I literally at night I fall asleep whenever my body goes, hey, I'm fucking tired. I'm gonna flip a switch. I fall asleep. I wake up in the morning. It's four thirty, five o'clock every morning. Just kind of wake up, jump in the shower, get moving, get going. Like it's awesome. It's like I have like. And it's eight hours of sleep, no matter what, on the dime every day. If I fall asleep at 930, I wake up at a certain time the next morning. If I fall asleep at 10, I wake up at a certain time. Like, Well, you said it. I mean, your body your body has had now – you, is, okay, is it okay if I say your age? We, we can say my real age. That's so right. your body has had like 35, 36 <laughs> years of just straight – consistency doing whatever you wanted it to do it like always you, gets what it wants it always yes. gets the right amount of vitamin it doesn't miss vitamins any no. day it gets double dose of vitamins on heavy lifting days right. it gets all the protein of food it wants it so you've even had you've even five or six of these water jugs a day like i'm pissing every 45 minutes to an hour always clear piss like if yeah so sauna sessions that's why that's why you've been able to even like sleep train yourself i mean i was i got up like Five times with my two-year-old. Well, he's going to be three, actually, in like a week. I got up like five times, and it was the stupidest fucking stuff. Barn outside, and he'd be sleeping out there. Oh, yeah, I, you guys can. I go, I go in there, and he immediately stops, and I say, what's wrong? And he says, doesn't say anything. I go, are you okay? Yeah. And that's it. And then I leave, and maybe he falls asleep. Maybe he doesn't. Or he starts crying again like five minutes later for no reason just because he can't fall asleep. So that's, that's what parents deal with. That's what, like, that's what happens to most people. But you, you've been single, you've avoided relationships. You've, so now it's all about you. So your body is just in this perfect, like cyclical Me, rotation. myself and I, <laughs> oh body, look at that. God, it's pretty. Maybe I should just do the podcast like this the rest of the night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> here, hold on. I can lower up. you. There you go. Here. How's that? Is that what you wanted? Oh, we're back now. Oh, oh he got unplugged. Yeah, see, that's what happens when when uh, when things don't go your way. Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's God smiting you right there. Oh no, that's God's way of adding more attention to my body because we had to go through all that. And people are going to be like, "Oh, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what was going on there?" Oh, 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 look at that! Look at those abs. <laughs> Anyways. So do you want to talk about how bad the Timberwolves are and their new coach? Or do you want to talk about spring training? Or do you want to talk about the Vikings draft? Um, you could talk Timberwolves, but I'm not a Timberwolves fan. I'm not an NBA fan even. I don't watch any games. I don't pay attention to any of it. Um, I know they hired that Finch guy. And I know that Dame Willard is all pissed <laughs> off because another organization, which he doesn't play for, didn't hire the guy that he wants. So they won't get the success that he's hoping for, question, question mark. mark. Because I'm so, so concerned about this other IT company that's in Africa. Because if they didn't hire the guy that I wanted, oh my gosh, Jesus Christ, I, I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to live with yeah, myself. It'd all be over. It'd all be over. Um, so just like it was for him. So, so let's skip um, Tim Roll's conversation then. You don't want to talk. I mean, I'm kind of a Suns fan a little bit right now. And I don't want to talk about the Suns. I don't care. But no, I just, I, I honestly don't want to talk to him. I, I despise the Tim Rolls. Did you see, um, speaking, hate ownership. Of, speaking of Arizona, did you see that cat? Uh, uh, is definitely going on his way to Phoenix. We don't want him. I, I think I tweeted this earlier. Oh. Why would we want another? I we we want to win games. We don't need a stat stuffer. I can go get Kevin Love on the fucking cheap for that. Like, we want winners. Cat is not a winner. I, I'll just be straight up on. Like the whole world knows this already, so it's not like I'm breaking news. Cat is not a winner. Cat is 
is Kevin Love with a little bit more talent? Um, How was he a winner? The only time he ever won was with Jimmy Butler. I just think that his the, the, his entire team sucks. That's what I think. Like, Kevin Garnett had an entire team that sucked for 10 years, and he was always a winner. Yeah, but Kevin Garnett played in an entirely different NBA that doesn't have nearly— Much, much tougher, exactly. Cat would have been destroyed in that NBA because it was a lot tougher. You had to actually— have some grit. You couldn't go crying in the locker room each and every day. You couldn't say that my feelings are hurt every day. You couldn't try to fire coaches because you had hurt feelings. You couldn't be on social media because you had hurt feelings. You can't sit and walk around the city and say, I have hurt feelings, hurt feelings, hurt feelings. I'm sad. I'm sad. Awareness to my hurt feelings. Awareness to my hurt feelings. Hey, I'm sad. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Notice me. Hey, everyone. Anyway. Yeah, no, I don't like I don't like Cat off the basketball floor either. I hate when a microphone's in front of his face. I don't even like he him on there. Exactly. Like a, He's a bitch. Yeah, he just he even went like he just always wants to give himself credit even when he's trying not to. Um like exactly. he says things about himself that you should let other people say about you. Um, you know, when you have to explain to everybody else. It's it's the same analogy. When when you have to explain and convince other people that you're smart, you're not very smart. And when Cat's got to convince everybody that he's a tough franchise player that wants to win here and, you know, says all these things but never has ever, ever, ever backed up. Cat's not even a top five. Might not even be a top ten big man in the league right now. I don't think he's a top 50 okay, so player in the league right now. Okay, you just admitted earlier that you haven't watched any games and you haven't watched the NBA since the Vietnam War. I can promise you because I've watched just about every minute of every Timberwolves game because I forced myself to that cat right now on the basketball floor is 10 times the player he's ever been. And that includes on defense. I'm, I'm not even saying like right now, the Timberwolves are not, are losing and they're bad, but I really, it has nothing to do with the way we can talk locker room presence. We can talk about all of that, but how he's playing on the floor is, is contributing 0% to the losses that this team is posting. Okay. So with him or with him not on the floor, it's still a loss. So what's the difference? Well, I mean, sh- you're again, you're right. KG went through the same shit, probably worse teams and KG won. That's the difference between those two. KG brought everyone around him. It's like the Tom Brady effect. Tom Brady makes players that aren't very good. Good. He makes them believe he calls them in the middle of the night. He texts him. He says, look for this. He coaches them up. He makes them believe. You're down 28 to 10 or 28 to 7 or 28 to 3, whatever the hell that score was in that Super Bowl. He's on the bench going, let's go, guys. Let's go. We're going to win this. We got this. Cat's over there wiping tears talking about how he had COVID six months. He should feel sorry for him. Yeah, no, I, I. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think anybody on the team even likes Cat. I've never heard anybody like, oh, he's a great, great leader. He's well, great. That's this why is great. That. I think that Cat is a polarizing. I heard he's good at Fortnite. I, I think that Cat is a polarizing player inside of the NBA. And then it's not like, not like he's going in and like making enemies. But I think that there's a large faction of Jimmy Butler type people who don't like Cat and do see him oh, big as soft. So. You are seeing now I the roster. The rest, I haven't heard the rest of the NBA like give him any respect or saying he's tough or I'm afraid to play. You you hear Jokic all the time. You hear Embiid. You hear Anthony Davis. You even hear DeMarcus Cousins still more so than you've ever heard Cat. Like, what's one person that's ever came to defend Cat or talk about his toughness or his grit or his hard work or his determination? All you ever hear is he's a very skilled big man. He's more skilled than most big men. That's all you hear. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. Cat has major leadership problems, and I don't think that Cat can be like the number one. He's guy. also got can in, he be? A, he's also got inverted penis problems because he's a bitch. <laughs> 
can 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 Cat be the no. guy on the basketball floor where no. he's going to be the guy who puts up Cat's 30, 15, and 5 no. for you? Yes. Well, yeah, he can as, be a, that as guy. a number three, but you, will, you can have a LeBron but you will James. Need, and a, you will need somebody who can lead in guys, the locker room. Two. Two but you can't have you can you can have another leader in the locker room, but you can't have two guys better than him on the floor. That's the problem. That's my point. He has to with him. Because you have if, to find. He this can't be a one, but he match. couldn't be a three because he's a bitch. Exactly. No, he couldn't be a three because he's too fucking good. What are you gonna do? You're gonna fucking bury. You're gonna make him Chris Bosh so he has ten points and two rebounds. That's then you're then you're a fucking terrible coach. Period. They won a championship. He'd be the worst That's coach perfect. of all time. He's oh, but Chris he, Bosh. He got two players that are better than Carl him. Carl Anthony Towns is twenty five times a Chris, the player Chris Botch ever was. With half of the mindset. But that's my point. That doesn't fucking matter for Cat to be on our team and for the Timberwolves to be good. The fall, the farthest he can fall down the ladder is two. Because how? Because you need. You're gonna need a Jimmy Butler type who can be a leader and can also stuff the stat sheet. You're going to need that guy who can go in the locker room, be the Kevin Garnett. But that guy has to also be your best player. That's just the way it is. That's the way life works. You, you, you let it play out from an alpha mentality and let them shake it out and how they're going to be aggressive and what kind of leadership they're going to take. Like but bring then someone you're going to fucking run into problems again. That's my point. You're not getting my point. You're, then you, then you you're gotta, wanting to cause as much chaos as possible. That's what you're doing. I want Cat the fuck Kat. off of my team if that means we have to yes. bring in everybody else and push him down to the bottom of the roster and trade him away for two flat basketballs. Perfect. That's you. Me, I'm being realistic and saying that Cat no, isn't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. You, he's going to be he's on not this going team. Anywhere, but you, you have to bring in an alpha male. One, you, have you can't Russell bring in two. That's my fucking because point. He, because if you bring in two, his his insecurities and his little bitchness wouldn't wouldn't let him sit in that role. He'd be upset and pissed and think that he's that's not getting his point. due diligence. I know, and that's an issue. That's but a problem. But you can't get rid of him, so that's why I'm being realistic and saying can, that we have can you to win swap with... out D'Angelo Russell for somebody who can get along with Cat and lead in the locker Nobody room. Can, though. He only likes two people. That's my he point. He only likes it's, people it's, that don't challenge him and don't push him. Impossible. Could you imagine if he had to play with a Kobe Bryant or an MJ type of mentality? He'd be done. He'd have been out of the league. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have that mentality, and that's my point. But we, but he's too good. I heard he, he has cries too much loses skill to, like... You're, he's, I heard he cries when he loses in Fortnite at night. <laughs> I'm serious. I, that, those are the rumors going around on Twitter. I heard it. It's a true story. <laughs> Everything on Twitter is true. So oh, well, that that much we do know for sure. All right, let's jump over. Now you got my God, blood boiling so over the fucking Timberwolves. You got me defending Cat and the Timberwolves. You're over, you're de I know you you're defending Patino. You're defending Cat. Uh, this is what like, you, you do just, to me. You make me I, defend people who are indefensible. Why? Why not just agree with me? Why would? Why do you always because want to be wrong and create friction in a bold part? You, it's there is no in between. There is no gray area there can't for you. Be. Not with those two because it is what it is. All right. There is no in between. If you want to settle for average bitchness, then th <laughs> those are your guys. All right. We're we're moving on to got an awful coach and a man that's seven feet tall with an inverted penis. I mean, what 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 do you want? All right. Let's talk about. That's you know what I want to do. I want to talk about the twins. I want to talk I'm, about some. Yes, sir. Now we're talking about some real sports that matter. All right, I have some major concerns. <laughs> what are you I've laughing been, at? Well, I'm laughing because I've been all like I've been more positive with like the worst sides of Minnesota sports right now, and then I bring up the twins, and I'm immediately I immediately me. have concerns. Um, 
I have major concerns with the Twins because I just want to fight an uphill battle all day every day. I don't know what it is, but go I on. Just, Let's I, I feel like we're being set up for something to go wrong. Everybody is in such great spirits right now, and everything Buxton is coming in with 15 pounds of muscle. Now he's going to think that he can run right through walls instead of into them. Josh Donaldson isn't sure still about his calves. Um, we don't know. Like We're just all assuming that Mitch Garver's 2020 was just an epiphany and that he's going to suddenly go back to 2019 and be good again. I think it'll be half. It'll be somewhere just, in between. There, to me, those are if those three things that in themselves, just those three things. If Donaldson struggles with his calf, if Buxton gets hurt, which history tells us he will miss at least half the season, and yeah. if Garver doesn't return to his 2019 self, or if Andrelton Simmons, if Andrelton Simmons steps on first base wrong again, all, then then everything quickly goes downhill with this team, and that makes me really nervous. We don't have there's not a lot of guys on this team that have proven longevities through their career. Uh, I'm not I'm not really as concerned as you are. That's baseball. It's a 162 game season in a normal year, and this year should be yeah, a little bit be. more normal. Yeah. Um, but we've got a lot of depth. I mean, and then you look at the the farm system, and you're talking about you know even if 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 Simba rolls an ankle. Polanco can shift over a rise and go to second. If Donaldson's got to play every other day or, you know, take some time off. Well, there's, there's some more bats then for a rise there. If Buxton misses half the season, which he will Kepler moves over. And then you've got uh Kurloff or Larnich or Rooker who can step in and play those corner spots and do some things like that. So That's true. there's, there's, there's depth at all those positions. We're waiting to see some of those young bats come up. So, I'm not really concerned about that. It sucks because if everything goes right on paper, we got a top three team in the entire league probably besides the Dodgers and, you know, whether they say the Rays or the Sox or um, Yankees or, you know, whomever. But um, even if all of the scenarios in which you just kind of played out, they do happen or some of them happen or they happen in different parts of the year, we've got enough depth to fill all those positions. And that's the beauty of having a rise in that super utility role is that for every every scenario in which we, we have a struggle, it gives an opportunity to give him more at bats because he needs more at bats. No matter what happens. I mean, we got to find a way to get the bat in his hands and try to limit some of his defense and the durability issues with, I think he's got bad ankles or something too, or knee or something like that. I think it's an ankle. Um, but so you kind of look at, at that. So it gives, it gives opportunity. And then the same thing we saw Rooker come up for just a, you know, two weeks last week and hit, I mean, the guy looked like he's a seasoned professional. And hit a bomb again yesturday. We know that Carolos got one of the most special bats in in you know our entire in all of the majors from a minor league perspective. Larnach is 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 really his that's his clone and his twin. He just gets overlooked because he's been so good. And then even looking at like the Aaron Sabato coming up and some of those guys. So there's there's enough bats to go around for some of those injuries and having again arise in that super utility role. Um I'm not I'm not nearly as concerned as you are. Again, it's a long season. You, you look at it up and down that lineup. We can miss, even if we miss half our lineup, that's still a better lineup than we've had in the last 20 years, aside from these last two years. Yeah, I mean, you've made me feel better in, w- with everything that you said. Uh, okay, so let's let's flip it. Let's say everything goes great. All right, let's say, yep. let's say the, the team stays healthy enough to where we don't have to take any of our young guys and replace them for the rest of the – and replace, like, let's say Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton might get hurt, riddled, 
throughout the year, but he's back when the stretch run comes after the after uh, the trade deadline. Um, Donaldson, same thing. He's ready to go for the playoff run. Now you're at a point where let's say you're 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 trending for 105 wins. Everything's going great, but you're going back into the same situation where you're definitely going to be a playoff team, but you haven't won a playoff game for 18 consecutive times. You know that you don't really – obviously your pitchers are pitching well, but you don't have a proven number one guy to pitch in your rotation come playoffs. And you, as you just laid out, have all of this organizational talent that not only do do other teams want, but it's the exact type of talent other teams want. Other teams, when you're trading for, for big-time guys, they don't want a single-A top 50 like they would sure they'll take that but they would rather have a top 50 triple a player double a player who's about to make their their debut in the major leagues who has proven consistently through the minors that they can make it that is what the twins have riddled all over their minor leagues in in the saints and in double a so now you're the twins do you finally make that move that move for the for the Scherzer, for the for the Verlander, and for the for the proven guys in the playoffs who are going to step on the bump, and even if they aren't, your team and your fan base believes game one they're going to step on the bump and they are winning that game. Do they finally go out and do it? That's a big question to me. Because it comes down to is a player like that available? First of There's all, there's always the a big time pitcher available. It, yeah, I, and I know where you're going because you've wanted to trade away all of our prospects for the last 10 years. You don't want any don't of them. You any, tried we to don't get have rid any of... room for anybody anymore. They're all young guys now. Oh. Nah, I mean, we kind of do. I mean, right now we're we're about set up perfectly within our organization. We don't have, aside from, uh-oh, you're fine. what do you no, do with my no, window? You're getting, you're, your internet's having problems. Quit fuck me. with me. My internet, yeah, really? that's why you got smaller all of a sudden. It's because your internet got got. Well, now you're back. See, now no, you're that, back. You're big again. Whoa. Dude, that's, that's it. No. That's just you blaming other people for your things no, again. That? It's your technology, not mine. All right, keep going because this is a podcast too, you know. I know. It's, nobody listens. Also, <laughs> I'm at it. Um, uh, but no, after the Royce Lewis injury, that hurts. Um, I don't know that we've got as much organizational depth as as you really think we do because. You don't know. I mean, you got Hold Larnett, on. You Before got Rucker, I know, you got I know where you're going, but I got to stop you because I was actually going to write a blog on how the Royce Lewis injury proves my point. You hang, no, you I'm, hang I'm, on to these I'm guys a, forever. I'm in, a, I'm in agreement with you, but again, you've got to have a trade partner that is willing. Royce Lewis alone, even before this injury, wasn't enough to go get Scherzer. I mean, are you going to package three of those? You need three of those guys or four of those guys. So, in order to get one of those guys, you've got to deplete your entire farm system. What we should have done, if we were smart, we'd have talked to, well, but the problem is we, the Indians had never trade with us, but when they were trading away all of their aces for, I mean, they're, they're pretty significant packages that they got in return to build up their farm system and It's usually and one minor. major, pro- if you're going to trade a top 10 prospect, like if you, let's say we were to But you got to, you got to give up one of your 10, then you got to give up somebody that's, or you got to give somebody that's in your top five probably, and then you got to give somebody in your top 15 and then probably somebody in your, your top. 30 is is probably the price well, tag which for something is, like which that. Is, which is fine if, like, if all I have to – if I mean, you know that you're going to have to give up a Kirillov, a uh, 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 Royce Lewis, 
Um, maybe even maybe even a Larnach and a Belazovic to be able to go no way uh-uh. and and grab one of those guys. But at the end, I I mean I don't want to give up any pitching. If I can find a way to get one without giving up pitching, that would be ideal. But at the end of the day, Larnach you can't give up Karloff because Karloff might have one of the most special. Bats but if you in all believe that Larnach is that good, then it, that's my point. Then that's why, if it's believed widely that Karloff is going to be a 300 hitter and just him, and you're not going to have to give up anything because he's that good. And I'm not saying I want to get rid of Karloff, but if you believe that Larnach is that good like you do, then that's part of my point. Because at this point, Kepler isn't going anywhere. Buxton isn't going anywhere. As long as we get Buxton signed long-term, that obviously has to happen too before we even talk about this. But if we're if we're planning on keeping Buxton around, we're planning on keeping Kepler around, and we're planning on leaving keeping Kurloff around, that still leaves us with like two to three minor league outfielders that are worth top dollar in the market, and you can't just sit Maybe. on these guys all day. I'm not saying they're sitting on them. I don't think that Levine and Felvey are sitting here going they're untouchable. You got to have a trade package that makes sense. So I don't think that they're completely against trading those guys, but you have to have a trade package that makes sense. And we're also you guys, I'm not. I'm. I'm solely just. Well, twins. I'm still on board. Okay. Well, I'm so glad. Sorry, but as far as Minnesota and as far as the market there, to give up two or three of your top prospects and then bring in a thirty-five million dollar a year contract, that just doesn't happen. They can't do that. So, like, they can't take both of those variables. They they need to separate those to some degree, and that's the reason that you're not seeing that because the only way that you're going to see a trade like that that's going to make sense for the Minnesota Twins in that front office is to, if you're going to move a Karloff, a Larnach, a Rooker, or you know, whomever it might be, you're going to probably have to bring somebody in that's got two or three years of control, maybe, but has a smaller salary because they're not willing to give up a big-time prospect and bring in big-time cash on top of it. So those are the two variables that kind of go against everything in this scenario that really haven't been discussed, but that's that's the primary reason in my eyes. No, you're right. That is, that's absolutely the primary reason. Um, and you know, I've read that and heard that multiple places that – that's the most difficult thing to do and that like smaller market teams just don't have the feasibility of doing that. You can't trade for a $30 million player and give away all your prospects because it's like smashing you in the face it, twice in a row. Exactly. And then not to mention you're giving up six or seven years of control at nothing for these guys that have such a high ceiling. So, But at the, end of the, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we talk about it for Patino. We talk about excuses like – you can have excuses all fucking day, but you've lost 18 straight playoff games, and it's widely known that your biggest problem when you're going into the playoffs is not having that high-end pitching. And I don't know. I you mean, just continue been, to run your fucking for... head right into the wall over and over and over again, and you just it just never gets fixed. You've been on this hill for a while. I mean, I don't know. I think that Levine and Felvey have probably done top three job in all of Major League Baseball, to be honest. So I, I'm not going to fault them for any of this. So I you don't that's, need, a, that's you don't need my... a playoff win? They're doing a great job. Oh, I need a great playoff job, win. Great job, guys. need a playoff win. Great job. That, but that's not – Felvey and Levine have no, – there's they nothing they can really do. I don't know. They put together the best squad Minnesota Twins have ever seen for, on paper. Last I mean, they squad wasn't very good. Last, Last year, year didn't they, count they for went and traded season. for Josh Donaldson, and then he never played. I thought they won the division and made the playoffs without Josh Donaldson. Maybe, maybe, without their the correct. without the money that they spent on their most expensive player, that's not a good signing. Oh, so you don't you don't like that signing? I don't like it right now. Is has Josh Donaldson oh. done anything? What has Josh Donaldson done? 
Tell me what he's done in a Twins uniform that makes me happy that he's been with us for a year. So you want to go back and you you would take away that signing if you could. You don't know what's going to happen. We knew we knew what was going into it that that was that was a scenario that could happen. But this year he might come if back and play fantastic. If the Twins had known that he was going to sit most of twenty twenty right, right, with the calf right. injury, fire fire, fire Levine. Get, let's get rid of him. We need we need to get rid of these guys. Terrible front office. Fire them. Is that what you're saying? No. Once again, there can be a gray area in this conversation <laughs> that you don't want to touch. That's fine if you don't want to touch that gray area. But I'm gonna. All right. I agreed with you. I said if there's a package out there that makes sense and that you can do it, let I'm sure but they're they're up is, for. My point is, I'm just you're making it out like it's it's I'm not on that them. They have oh, played... it's, it's they've had everything stacked against them. I'm sure that if I've they would have said that at all, I've said that they've done a fantastic job and they've played everything perfect between the Escobar trade and the Dozier trade and bringing these guys in and getting more and more talent for these guys that did nothing elsewhere. Escobar has been next to nothing. Dozier's already retired. Ryan Presley played really well, but we got some great return in, in from there. So, like, that's I'm like, they've done a fantastic job. Nobody in the league has – there's very few aces outside of being in New York or L.A. that you can go get because we just aren't going to pay $35 million. You're been, mad because we signed been, Donaldson for $16 million and you're mad pitchers, at that. There have been pitchers out there over the last three years that they have gotten – that they have even been in talks with and they've been beaten out like – that's my point. They've been willing to go, let's say, $15 million, but we're not going $16 million. Like, they've been willing, but they, they've, they're always in the conversation, but they never really get there. And at the end of the day, if you never really get there, then you never really – then great. You've, you've signed great people. Nelson Cruz, great signing. Josh Donaldson, Fantastic. if he works up, great signing. It, the, yep. yep, great bats. Andrelton Simmons, awesome. But you can't. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't understand why you're you're upset at this front office, and you can't you can't put 20 years of playoff inexperience and losses on this team. This team, yes, this front can. office can only be a trip. Yes, you can. To, we do it for we do it for the Gophers, we Levine do it for the Vikings, our, our, we do it for every team here where we always think about this team has sucked for 20 years. We can't take it anymore. What about Gerson Rosas and the Timberwolves? He's not dealing with 20 years right now of terrible Timberwolves, and that's part of why he's dealing with all this early backlash. You're talking about a 100-win team. You're talking about a team that was garbage, the worst team in all of Major League Baseball, and you brought him to a 100-win team and playoffs back-to-back years overnight. Like, How can you be upset about that? They basically rebuilt this entire squad, rebuilt a farm system that was absolutely garbage after Bill Smith and Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan had to come out of retirement and try to save Bill the team Smith and ran into the county Terry Ryan further. still have a huge part of this franchise in their hands. They d- drafted Buxton. They drafted Sano. I'm they got they didn't. Kepler. They, they've built most of but this team. But we transitioned everything from being a do never, never hit a home run, never strike anybody out, never do any of that shit. I just want ground balls on the ground, be really fast, have no power to... Let's fucking and hit guess, bombs. Let's do guess, some different things. Guess what things. everybody is begging absolutely for now. Fans, now this team. fans are begging to get Terry this Ryan team More guy. so than any other organization in all of Minnesota, hands down. No question. More transformational than the Vikings have ever been. More transformation than the Timberwolves will ever be. In the while they're just kind of stuck in the same place that they've been for a while. So I don't understand the hate. So you stick up for the Timberwolves. You stick up for... Uh, that little Dick Patino guy, and then all of a sudden you hate the Twins. I, don't I think get it. the Twins have a legitimate chance of winning the World Series, and they are. It's just I like it's the Case Keenum situation all over again. That's my problem. I you're only mad at Case Keenum because you think he slept with your wife. I want a World Series because the Twins are that too. good. So go and get I that agree. last fucking piece that'll get you the World Series. I love it. Show me Fuck a package that exists. 
I agree. God. Show me a package that exists, and I'm all You're in. You're just sitting here like, oh, nope. We got to keep all these guys. Just keep molding them I never down said in AAA. That. Don't send them from over the very from beginning. I said, give me a package that makes sense. Give me a package that's there that they can do something yeah, with. But I'm if, there. But if you say that, then you could say that all day long because you can't see the fucking packages that they're turning down. You would not give anybody else in the in Minnesota that type of leash where you're like, oh, I just I don't know because they're they probably the just turning down the packages. I've ever had. Pocket collector pull ads have actually let them spend money. So that's where I'm like, I don't get the hate. They went and they signed the biggest 10 contracts we've ever had in our entire lives as Minnesota Twins fans. And they've done this literally overnight within three years. Three years ago, we couldn't even sign Brian Dozier to a $5 million contract. But now that, we're signing people to $20 million. Minnesota, is, Minnesota Twins are waves, right? Because but we don't have the money to of- go this. We are in waves, so right now we're we're, up, front office, we're going this way. This front office has done things that no Minnesota Twins front office has ever we're done. We're going so this that's, way. If we don't get a starting another starting pitcher to put in the front of our rotation for the playoffs, then we are going to peak and then start our way back down before we reach the ultimate goal. That's my point. I'm not saying that I don't want a stud pitcher. We need a stud pitcher, but you have to. It takes two to tango. You have to have another team that has an asset that you can realistically obtain that makes sense for both parties. You have to have that. You can't just say, hey, Washington, here, Kirloff's really good. Larnett's is really good. We need Strasburg or we need, you know, somebody. We need Garrett Cole. We need whatever. Like, you have to have a team that's willing to part with one of those guys. You have to make the money work. And you have to have a team that's willing to take on prospects over a proven commodity. It's not as easy as it sounds. And when you see the deals go down, sometimes the MLB be like, holy shit, why did we jump on board? But who knows what goes on in the background? Who knows what, what relationships they have? Who knows if that discussion is going on for six months? There's more that goes into it. But I agree. I want a pitcher in the worst fucking way. I mean, in, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to give up any of those guys. We would have just signed Bauer like, they, like the Dodgers did. But that doesn't happen in Minnesota. So you, it's tough. And the problem is, Minnesota doesn't get free agents. People don't want to go to Minnesota unless you're from that area. You're, it's an uphill battle to bring outsiders in. Most places in the entire United States don't even know where Minnesota exists. They think it's part of Canada or they think that Fargo is Minnesota. So it's it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes. But no, I'm with you. We got a great we've got a, a great pipeline within our, our miners. We've got our farm system is stacked. It'd be awesome to use some of those assets to go get a starting pitcher, but I don't think it's as easy. It's not like playing Madden. For you, it's as easy as playing Madden for every other sport and every other team, except for the Twins. Apparently, they they we're, we just. I don't understand why you're getting so upset and so frustrated right now. Just because, like, that's just such an easy way out. Like, well, we don't know what they're seeing. We don't know. the. There has to be two to tango, but we can't see what one or two. We can't see anything. So just saying, that's it's like it's like. Paul Allen when he's asked yeah, questions right. about the Vikings. Fire, fire, fire Falvey, fire Levine. It's like we Paul get Allen when he's asked questions about the Vikings. I know. we got to get those fuckers out of town. We need to give Petito an extension, and we got to get Falvey and Levine out of town. That's what I'm hearing. All right. We got to go. <laughs> I don't understand why you're getting so upset. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting upset. It's just it's a, it's a podcast. We're having fun. Aren't you having fun? <laughs> I'm having a great time. I just I feel like you're getting all mad right no, now. No, we've just gone 54 minutes. and. All right. But I can't get my music to play. Is that your professional? 
Oh, oh, it's because my my headphones were. <laughs> wow, real fucking professional you are. Oh man, real professional. Yeah, that's what I am, professional. All right, we're done fighting now. Until next time, we'll fight again next episode. I'm Eric. He's Brandon. MinnesotaSportsFan.com, Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast. See you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.